Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. The final East Coast bias of 2022. That's hard to believe. Joe House. Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzewski, two weeks to go in the NFL regular season. Uh, boys, I hope you had a terrific holiday. House, I feel a little bit better about my quarterback knowing that he probably played the second half concussed. I mean, that gave me a little bit of uh, peace of mind seeing that news after Raheem and I were trashing him yesterday. You know, well, I, The whole football world was trashing him, and it made so much sense after that that news came out, and it looked like you know folks were able to pinpoint the play. It was on the social media, um, probably where it happened. The thing that 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 you know is awful is the poor guy should probably not play any more football this season, and then he needs to take a look at what his career looks like. You know, going into the offs, three concussions in one season, and that's those are the ones we know about, right? Three concussions in one season is is a life altering kind of injury situation. So I I hope for for absolutely the best for the for the kid, but you know, in terms of of where it leaves the Dolphins and 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 the playoffs and potential win totals and all the rest of it, it's thin ice, JJ. Raheem, I know right now you're sweating about that eight and a half. So am I, buddy. So am I. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really sweating. I mean, at this point, it's just like we've seen how Miami has struggled without Tua in the lineup. And you got a divisional game against the New England Patriots. I mean, and that's 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 a tough one. I mean, so I mean the Patriots are still alive to make the playoffs. I actually have a note a no playoffs Patriots bet. So I'm sweating that one too. So like, it's really imperative that the Dolphins win this game, but I mean, it's likely they're not going to have Tua and you know, the market has moved this line from, I think Miami opened up as minus one point favorites. Now we're looking at, I think the Patriots are three point favorites in some spots. So I'm really nervous about this one. Wow. That line has moved all the way to three. No surprise there. I would expect you to see nothing but new England money uh, going into week 17. However, Raheem, you mentioned that New England missed the playoffs bet. You want to know why I think that still has legs and you're still in good shape? The return of Mike F. and White. That's a big deal as far as I'm concerned. The Jets had legit incompetence at quarterback the last two weeks. Uh, the fact that they had to go to an option quarterback in that Jacksonville game tells you all you need to know about Zach Wilson, his future with the team, his future for the remainder of the year. Mike White playing in Seattle. Mike White playing against the Miami Dolphins in Week 18. They get a Buffalo win against New England. Well, you're not sweating that New England make the playoffs bet anymore, bud. Oh, yeah. I mean, but of course, you know, a lot of that has to do with this week with the Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And then obviously you have the Chiefs on the other end. You know, both of these teams are 
like fighting for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. There is only one bye right now. The Chiefs are 14 point favorites against the lowly Denver Broncos, and the Bills find themselves in a dog fight with the Cincinnati Bengals as one point road favorites. So the Bills need to win this week, and they need to win on weeks 18 to keep the Patriots out of the postseason. House, I think the Jets are making it, dude. I think they're going to win their last two games. If Mike White's playing the quarterback, out of those three, because that's the way it's going to be at this point, unless unless some real wackiness happens and a team like the Steelers somehow, some way finds their way in, it's probably going to be Miami, New England, the Jets. I think the Jets are best positioned, dude. I really yeah, do. The, the only thing that is a challenge is yeah, at Seattle. Like I, I love them in the matchup against Seattle. I just wish it was a home game for them. Anytime you're traveling across country like that, especially in this holiday time, and I want to know a little more information, and you're close to it, JJ. Mike White cleared is one thing. Is there lingering soreness? I mean, ribs aren't something that you just get over like that. Is it a combination of whatever shot he's going to get plus, you know, an actual recovery? One thing to be cleared, a whole other thing to be effective and and his effectiveness is is the whole thing because we know that that Seattle defense will be up to it and the the Seahawks defense by contradistinction has regressed they went back to being the version of the defense that we saw at the beginning of the season really can't stop anybody um and you know the the unit that is the best unit in this in that game is the Jets defense but I don't know man that that that's it's always a tough task going across country and playing in Seattle. As far as White, I don't know how healthy he's going to be housed. I don't think anybody knows, but they've gotten such incompetent quarterback play that even 60 or 70% of Mike White is an upgrade over what they were running out on Thursday. I mean, they were legit running an option quarterback Thursday. That was their best chance of trying to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Strevel actually made a couple of plays, but I mean, the guy missed a wide open CJ Uzama. Like it, it was just pathetic to watch on Thursday. I think you got to be worried though, Raheem. And we'll get to all the games coming up in week 17. There is a revenge angle in that game house that would scare the crap out of me. It's Geno Smith and Pete Carroll going up against our old teams. Now, Pete Carroll coached the Jets a zillion years ago. So I, I, I don't know how much that means to Pete Carroll, but the idea that he and Geno Smith can be in cahoots and it is Geno Smith's first opportunity to go against the team that drafted them. That to me gives me some concern. And that makes me a little queasy in addition to all the travel. Raheem, that's my problem with the Jets laying two and a half. I mean, I would, I would be inclined to agree, but I, I think you're looking at a Seahawks team, which is like kind of dead in the water. They have no Tyler Lockett and they're facing an elite Jets defense. So, I, I mean, look, we saw what, the Seahawks did against the San Francisco 49ers last week. And when they take a step up in class and face these elite defenses, they don't tend to do well. And without Tyler Lockett, I just think they're in a bad spot. I mean, you're looking at a Seahawks defense right now, which is 20, 28th in EPA for play. So I just expect this to be a step downwards for the, the Jets um, offense um, in, in terms of just facing the Seattle's deep defense. So I think they should be fine as far as winning this. Um, I think this is this is just a a, a prime bounce back spot for the Jets. Well, and, and JJ, remember Robert Sala's game plan against Pete Carroll and, and the Seahawks. You know, uh, for for a, a football lifetime, right? He's he's had several opportunities to game plan against that that now, n- never against Geno Smith. I don't think, uh, but I think he 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 ha- he'll have a point of view on how to slow down Seattle and an absolute must for the New York Jets. So. Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. Odds are one of them is going to find their way to the postseason. House, the LA Chargers are in the postseason. Isn't it crazy? They went from being the team that was like on the bubble. They win a couple of games in a row. The Miami game clearly changed the entire vibe of their season. Now they're in. And yeah, I was dumb enough, House, yesterday to put my money on Nick Foles. Shame on me. Shame well, on me. That was I didn't brutal. put any money on it, but I did have them in my like pools and so forth. The Colts. It felt like the better side. And as soon as we saw Foles out there, I was like, "Oh, I lost. I'm I'm cooked. There's no way." I mean, he 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 just the speed of the game has passed him by. He had no clue. I mean, the the interceptions that he threw. Now, I mean, the 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 one that uh, James the catch that he made was a was a was a wide receiver one level catch. Here's the thing with the Chargers that pisses me off, JJ. They should be the team 
that is under the radar, that has the talent on both sides of the ball, that could come out. Now, look, if they finish out, if they win out and get to 11 and 6, and the Ravens stumble and they jump over the Ravens, they would they would have an opportunity to to have uh, their matchup go against Jacksonville or Tennessee in the first round. Where they'd probably be favored in that game. Undoubtedly. And then they would catch potentially Kansas City if Kansas City grabs the one seed. And we know how tough the Chargers play Kansas City. So there is like, I wanted the Chargers to be that team like, oh, like Cincinnati last year. Who's flying under the radar? Who's got a kind of a, you know, coming, getting healthy at the right time? The problem I have is their coach is out in the middle of the football field doing cat camel stretches and then, and, and, <laughs> you know, putting his ass out there for the whole world to see and then going up and down the state. Like, bro, you know that there are cameras in here. You could do that anywhere in that entire facility. You have to be out there showing your ass. I just can't invest in a Brandon Staley team. I just, and th- and then the, the, you know, after the game, he gives the game ball to the, to the, uh, to Dean Spanos, who basically failed out of San Diego. They, they, he flunked San Diego. He couldn't get a stadium built in, sta- in San Diego. The only professional team in San Diego, he couldn't get a stadium built. So he runs up to, to, to LA. I mean, that, that whole situation, I, I just, I can't invest in, in Staley. That's my issue. Raheem, how are you feeling about the Chargers? Because they have the talent. They went out. They're going to end up, I think, getting that five seed. If you like Cincinnati, it beat Baltimore. You like uh, Pittsburgh this week to go and beat Baltimore. My issue with the Chargers, yes, Staley's part of the problem. Here's the other problem. They're terrible in the red zone. And they continue to be awful in the red zone. This game against the Colts, they should have won this game by 30-plus points. The Dolphin game, they couldn't execute. The Titan game, it feels like they 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 stole out in too many of these drives for all of the talent they have on offense. I think sooner or later that comes back to bite them in the butt. You could sell me on the Chargers winning a playoff game, but I think ultimately they end up against one of the big boys. I'm talking Cincy, I'm talking Buffalo, and even Kansas City, who they match up well against. I just, I, I don't see the magic carpet ride with the Chargers. I don't. I think this Chargers team is dangerous. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I do think the coaching staff is really holding them back. And I think the, the main part of that coaching staff, which is holding them back, is Joe, Joe Lombardi. I mean, you're looking at a guy who who rarely has Justin Herbert passing down the field. I think, you know, Warren Sharp actually posted, said this on his Twitter a while back. But, I mean, early downs, he's only throwing five yards down the field 40% of the time. So you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you see he always bails this team out on third and fourth down. But on early downs, he's just not passing it down the field. So, I mean, it's very frustrating watching this offense. As you mentioned, they struggle in the red zone. But I think this team is getting healthier. I mean, at some point, Joey Bosa is going to be back in the lineup. The defense is getting healthier. You finally got a healthy offense. And, yeah, I mean, you got Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen out there. And with Justin Herbert, I mean, like, to me, he's a top-five quarterback. And, I mean, I think we've seen that this year. So, if you have a top-five quarterback, you got a healthy defense. And, you know, as much as we criticize Brandon Staley, he's, he still is – you know, he, he was a dominant defensive coordinator with the Rams. So I, I still think he can put together solid defensive game plans. We saw it against Miami, how he, how they were able to slow them down. And I, I just think they're they're live. And if there's anybody I would take a, a Super Bowl future on, it's probably the Chargers, to be honest with you. Very interesting. Buying in on the quarterback, buying in on the potential 4-5 seed. I, I just have a hard time, Raheem. You're telling me they're going to go and beat Buffalo and Cincinnati and win both of those games on the road? I'm just, I, that, that, I have a hard time getting past my, that. My whole thing is that there's, I mean, if you look at Cincinnati, you know, House mentioned this earlier, but they have a ton of injuries right now. And there's no real dominant team in any one of these conferences right now. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've been banged up. They've 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 struggled with the Texans. Like the Cincinnati Bengals should have lost last week against the New England Patriots. They almost coughed that game away. So, I mean, you look at the Buffalo Bills, like what have they done to like truly inspire confidence that they're the best team in the like in the league? So, I just think 
any one of these teams is live to make it out of the postseason. I think the only team that I, I don't really feel much confidence in right now, I mean, are the bottom tier teams, like teams like the Jets, teams like the Patriots, the Titans, the the Ravens. Those, those teams I don't feel confidence in. But I mean, you, I feel like the Chargers, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, any one of those teams can make it out and I wouldn't be surprised. So why not take a flyer on the Chargers at 28 to 1 to win a Super Bowl or, you know, 14 to 1 to win a conference? You know, how's I bet the Chargers at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl? That's a ticket I had basically cast aside, thought it was in the garbage, thought there was really no hope for me whatsoever. Raheem trying to like sucker me back in. Unfortunately, that number ain't as good. I can tell you that right now. It's not as good. You didn't get 28 to one or you got better than that? No, I got worse than that because oh. it's preseason. Well, isn't that, preseason. I, I honestly, I was clowning on Staley, but I totally agree with what Dream's saying. You know, in, in, a, in a sober frame of mind, what I would say is, Absolutely, his defensive game plan. He's a defensive coordinator. He's he's not a head coach uh, by any stretch uh, of the imagination. Uh, and it's absolutely right that Joe Lombardi is the only per- person on earth that can stop Justin Herbert. Um, what we've seen out of that San Diego offense with the two wide receivers healthy, and you got to knock on wood that they stay healthy. Um, you know that, that it's it's a formidable team on both sides of the ball. And I just think about some of those games we saw over the course of the season. They were as every bit as as tough as any team you want to put them up against. They had the toughness. They just had a health, uh, a, a rash of bad injury, like they have every single season. But man, if they're healthy, I, I I like these numbers. I like 14 to 1 to win the conference for sure. Guys buying in on the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, let's get to the rest of the week 17 card that's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, guys, we got to start with the game that's Monday night. I I know it's Monday night. I know we're going to have to wait an eternity for it. I know Raheem and I are going to break it down 24 hours before the game. But House, it's not even close. The most fascinating game this week to me is Buffalo going into Cincinnati, what that means for the power rankings of the AFC. Raheem, hit on something with the Bills. You're waiting for like that signature performance for them. And I think it's fair to say, House, they're catching the Cincinnati Bengals at a very good time with their... With the way they've gotten beat up on the offensive line losing Collins, defensive line losing some dudes, this is a good time, in my opinion, to be getting the Bengals. Yeah, I, Dream and I were talking about it before we got rolling here. I hate the spot for the Bengals. Um, and I, I hate that the Collins injury is ACL and MCL. I mean, we're not going to see him again until next year. I just hate that, especially at this time of season as these teams get get rolling. The streak that that Cincinnati's been on, both in terms of its win streak and it's against the spread streak, I think it's time to fade uh, Cincinnati. I hate to do it on the you know in, in a home game, a Monday night game, an island game, a game that is super important to both their own division uh, prospects, but also you know their their the playoff seeding situation. It's it's a it's very impactful. Uh, and they still have those three receivers. And what we've seen with Buffalo, the vulnerability Buffalo has is to, to aggressive passing attacks. I mean, Dolphins hung right in there. Vikings came all the way back on that on that Bills secondary. Now, the Bills secondary has, you know, mixed health. Um, but I just don't like the spot for Cincinnati, even though it's a home game. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with House like 100%. I mean, I think the Lely Collins injury is huge. Um, and 
And like, I mean, you can't, you just can't lose a guy off the offensive line like that. Um, so I think that's huge. And then, I mean, when you look at the defensive injuries for the Bengals, I mean, that's huge as well. So, I mean, the Bills are actually truly playing for something right now. I mean, they, they're playing for the number one seed in the conference. And I know just because you need a game doesn't mean you're going to win it. But I just I, I just think it's time for a dominant Bills spot. So I think this line is short. I actually have the line, like Bills minus two and a half. Um, I think we're looking at one right now. So I think the Bills are to play. Well, fellas, that's a family play right out of the gate. I love Buffalo in this spot. Too many injuries for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think this is a game in which Cincinnati was starting to generate that like public sentiment of, you know, they're the upstart team. They're the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. They're a team that I think a lot of people have enjoyed betting. Listen, they're on an unbelievable run of covering numbers, it feels like, week after week after week, including that game against New England. And that game against New England, they're up 22 to nothing. I'm glad Raheem brought this up. They should have lost the game. I mean, Jamar Chase fumbling the football. They have a chance late to go and win it. Stevenson fumbles on the four-yard line. I mean, that kind of sums up the Patriots in a nutshell. They have found ways to lose these games, and I know Cincinnati has found ways to win them. House. Buffalo's winning this game. I locked yeah. this in. I saw one and a half. I grabbed one and a half. Raheem, do you think this line will move closer to three? Or do you think the odds makers will keep it as is as we uh, move forward throughout the week? I think right now we're seeing like 50% of the action on the Bengals right now. So, I mean, I don't know how reliable these bet splits are, but I think you, there's always going to be people, there's always going to be people with the appetite to bet Cincinnati here. So, I mean, like, I just, I don't know how far this is going to go. I don't think you're going to see this at three, but I do think you're going to see the sharp money on the bills. My, my only question to you guys on this game to close it out, are the Bengals a decent teaser leg? Are they a possible teaser leg? In that one and a half space, two space, you jump it up through the seven and a half, maybe up to eight, depending on how it, it behaves. I don't love it, to yeah. be honest with you, House. I don't love it because Buffalo is the sort of team, when they beat you, they beat your ass. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, Buffalo is not one of those teams that wins a whole lot of close games. So, to me, if this is a big-time build performance, I don't know, Raheem, if this stays within the teaser leg. I'm going to say no on that. I'm going to say no just because, I mean, you're looking at two explosive offenses. I think, you know, there's a lot of variability in, in terms of how the scores could go. Now, when you look at the traditional Stanford Wong teasers, it says it should be a total of 49 or under. Um, obviously, those you know those points are more valuable when you have a lower scoring game. Um, this total is at 49 and a half. I could actually see that total going up. So if that total goes up, I mean, the, the, the seven points aren't that valuable. So I'm going to stay away from this one as a teaser. Like, I think there's better options on the board. Speaking of a better teaser leg option, House, I got one for you. And I, I I would not play the game at all. Take Miami in a teaser leg. Oh. That game is going to be ugly. I'm telling you why. That's an us-against-the-world type of game. No one in hell is going to give him a chance if it's Bridgewater a quarterback. That is good. And look at the total in that game. Raheem just mentioned it. We're talking 42-43. And, and the Patriot offense. The Patriot offense keeping you up at night. I think that's a great teaser leg with Miami. If you could get them from two and a half, Get them up to eight and a half, nine. Raheem, I see you nod your head. You're in. Yeah, like I 100% agree with that. I mean, 42, I mean, like you're getting those key numbers of, of six, seven, three. I, I think you're in a really good spot. I mean, so I think I'm going to actually put that one in myself. Well, let's go ahead and package it up. I have the other candidate sitting right here staring me in the face. You know it's the C-words. You know it's Cleveland catching, going from two and a half up to eight and a half at the C-words. The C-words don't beat anybody by double digits. Of their seven wins, only two games have been more than a single score. And both of those games featured uh, defensive touchdowns. One of them was the, the last play of the game against the Eagles. Seawards don't beat anybody by more than a touchdown. The Seawards and the Browns are the same team. I mean, I know the records are different, but basically, you know, in, in, in terms of, of the shape and, and size and, and scope of, of what's going on there, teams with quarterback in flux situation, teams with defenses that were supposed to be controllable. Uh, by the way, Cleveland... Very good defense the last five games since since week 11. Top three in EPA per play on the defensive side of the ball. Nobody's scoring 20 points against them. But the Bengals did, but that was because uh, Deshaun was making all these turnovers all over the football field. But look, I, I, I mean, I, I don't 
discount anything in terms of, of Washington. That's why that number is a vanilla two and a half home field advantage. It's going to be Carson Wentz, the quarterback. I can tell you right now, but if he comes out and stinks, they might put Heineke back in that kind of, of uh, craziness. I, I don't, you know, I, I think the Browns at anything above a touchdown is good value. And I'll just stop there. I'm in, and you might have shown me on my phone a minute ago. I just threw in that Cleveland-Miami two-team teaser. So that's my first <laughs> tease of the Week 17 card. I'm in. I'm sold. It sounds wonderful to me. Um, we're going to get to the NFC playoff picture now, guys. House, you nailed it with your commanders. Uh, now they're going back to Carson Wentz. It, it, that was an uninspiring second half against the Niners. They had every opportunity to go and make a, make a move in that game. They couldn't do it. The Giants played a valiant effort and a great game against Minnesota, even though it was a loss. Kind of reminds me of that game that we saw from Miami Buffalo. I just hope the Giants use it far more as momentum than the Dolphins ever did. They played well in that Viking game. But all of a sudden now, the Lions, the Packers, the Lions after getting smoked, they're still in it. And the Packers, they're like the, they're like Grim Reaper. They, they're hanging around, they're hanging around. And if they win out, they got a great chance to make the playoffs. House, the Giants are going to get in because they play Indianapolis this week. They only need to get one more win out of Detroit, Green Bay, and the Seawards. And I guess you could throw Seattle in there too. I think it's fair to say Detroit, Green Bay, week 18. I think that decides the final playoff spot in the NFC. I totally agree. It's going to be at Lambeau. I expect the Packers to win. I think the Packers are going to win out, and I think the Packers are going to make the playoffs. I think that they are the the team. They that that. Here's the thing with, with LaFleur and Rodgers, notwithstanding all of the mess that was the first, you know, 12 games of the season that the, the franchise did uh, Rodgers dirty with the with the receiver situation. We had two franchises that basically like sacrificed seasons by getting rid of top. Uh, uh, receivers. A.J. Brown leaving Tennessee. I still don't have a good explanation for it, and neither does Tennessee, which is why they fired their GM in the middle of the football season. And what I, I still don't really understand what went on with Devontae Adams and, 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 and Green Bay. I still don't really have my head around why it is that he's not a Green Bay Packer. I understand there's a money consequence and all the rest of it, but Look, LaFleur and Rodgers have a regular season track record of getting to the playoffs. I have no problem investing in Green Bay making the playoffs. I think when it comes to Devontae Adams, I think the Packers actually offered him more money. But I think, you know, Devontae Adams is from East Palo Alto. His family's from the West Coast. He grew up an Oakland Raiders fan. I think he actually wanted to go to the West Coast and spend more time. I think the Packers, where they messed up was that they didn't find any suitable replacements for Adams. And of course, I mean, when you look at the draft in which they 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 picked Jordan Love and didn't get any receiving help for the Packers. I mean, you're looking at when it was a loaded wide receiver draft too. might add loaded. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, this Devontae Adams thing isn't necessarily on them, but I, I do think they could have done more to get round, more around Aaron Rodgers. Um, now, when it comes to the playoff picture, I'm still not buying this Packers team. I mean, Tua basically just gave them whatever they wanted. And, you know, the one thing I will say about the Packers is that you can run on this defense. And what's the strength of the Detroit Lions? They can run like, I mean, outside of last week, I mean, where they laid the egg against the Panthers, their tip, the strength of their game is being able to run. Now, I typically don't like to fade the Packers at home as I, I think they have probably the highest home field advantage in football. But I kind of like the Lions a little bit better than this Packers team, to be honest with you. Well, before we get to the Lions and the Packers, Raheem, we have the Vikings and the Packers this week. And sure enough, the odds makers in Las Vegas giving the Minnesota Vikings Absolutely no respect. That continues to be a common theme. The Vikings are either short favorites or they are underdogs, it feels like, on a consistent basis. The Vikings at 12-3 and three have a chance to send their arch nemesis home. They win this game. The Packers are done. They still have something to play for because, to me, there's a big difference being that two seed and having the Niners come into Minnesota as opposed to Kirk Cousins going on the road to play San Francisco uh, in the divisional round, potentially. So there's some there, there's a lot on the line for the Minnesota Vikings in this game. Raheem, am I crazy to think that the Vikings plus three is a decent value play this week? 
I do. I mean, I don't think you're crazy at all. I mean, now, granted, this Vikings team is probably the worst 12 and three team that we've ever seen in our lifetime. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to find another 12 and three team that has a plus five point differential. <laughs> so this team has the Pythagorean expectation of a team that really should have won around seven games. So when you really look at it, these two teams are equally matched teams. Um, but I mean, you look at the fact that the Vikings are on the road in Lambeau, it's it's tough. I think this line is probably probably right where it should be, but I do think there's probably some value with the Vikings here getting three. Um, I think there's some three and a halves in the market. At three and a half, I probably would be inclined to take the Vikings. Yeah, that would be my play too, JJ. If if I saw an extra half point out there, it would be the Vikings. Otherwise, for me, this is a stay away. I'm not investing in Kirk Cousins at Lambeau Field. No chance. No thank you. And I think a lot of people are just waiting for the other shoe to drop with the Minnesota Vikings. We will see if it's going to be this week or maybe it's going to be a couple weeks from now in the postseason. This team has won 11 straight one-score games. <laughs> 11. Raheem, like, they should I be mean, hanging with you in Vegas right now because they got the juju. I need them on the craps table with me. I, with I, I need to be hanging out with them year. because it's just like, I mean, to, to be on a heater that that well is just like incredible. So I need some of that luck. I mean, that's Brady type luck right there. Insanity from the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> All right, we got some week 17 Shark Tank best bets. They're coming up next. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, guys, we've hit on a couple of these games. Uh, I have two of them in the best bet category. House, I'm starting with this one right out of the gate. I love the Jets laying two and a half against Seattle. And I understand Carroll revenge. And I understand Geno Smith revenge. The Jets have the best unit in the game. It's their defense. They're getting a quarterback back who the team likes and rallies around and wants to play for. And they have a lot to play for as far as the postseason is concerned. I know it's a road spot. I know the entire world is on them. Uh, that's where I'm starting here, House. Jets, lane two and a half. I'm fine with it. I don't have any reason to talk you out of it. I'm not going to like heavily invest in it my my own self just because, you know, over the, the years, I have too many scars of going against Seattle at home. Uh, under any kind of circumstance, but I absolutely agree with the idea that the Jets possess the best unit. And I really like um, what we talked about earlier, which is the Salah angle going up against Pete Carroll and and, and that offense. Um, I think he, the, 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 the Jets defense has been uh, by far the most reliable thing for, for that team all season long. It keeps them in games. It keeps them a, 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 in, a, in one-score territory. So you're talking about a coin flip game. I don't have any problem with the Jets laying uh, under a field goal. Yeah, I don't have a I, like. Actually, that was going to be my pick as well. I, I, I like the Jets in this spot. I think you get Mike White back. You you looking at an elite defense. I, I think this is the spot to, to to back the Jets here. All right, Raheem, I like it. A united front on pick number one. No issue from the boys. Pick number two, I could give you the Monday night game. I like the Monday night game, but we're not going to do that for the sake of this show. It's no fun. You guys want me to put more liability out there. That's exactly what we are going to do. House, I saw the Indianapolis Colts Monday night. Their defense played hard. Their offense is absolutely inept. The Giants have to have this game. I know they played Philadelphia Week 18. Uh, I understand that they could win that game against their backups. The Giants need this game to make the playoffs. I, I think Indianapolis, as spirited as their defensive effort was in the first half against the Vikings, as spirited as it was in the entire game, quite frankly, against the LA Chargers, I think this is the game where you're two weeks left in a regular season, this is where you start to check out a little bit. I think the Giants... The coaching's been outstanding. They have a major leg up there. Now, this line's gone from three and a half to five and a half. I don't care. I, I think the Giants are going to have a big Sunday. I do. I think it's New York, New York. No pun intended for me, House. My two best bets, the Jets and the Giants. I hate the number. I wish it was, it was you know, uh, closer to, to, you know, I, it, it opened much, much shorter. But everybody's looking at what you just described, J.J., and it, it, it's it's flying up the board. Who's playing quarterback for the Colts? That's the thing. Is it is it going to be Foles again? I mean, that dude just flat out 
was not at at NFL level preparedness. Like it, it was as though he hadn't seen an NFL uh, game, the speed of of the NFL NFL game in in two plus years. And I think that's because he hasn't. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. It, the, what probably makes the most sense is is uh, Ellinger, but. Who knows that that Colts franchise is is a disaster. They're making they're letting the owner make decisions by the seat of his wet pants every week, and we see these these bizarre uh, you know things that they trot out on the field. I, I I still don't understand what the point of Nick Foles was. They they were that defense had them competitive against the Chargers. My only issue is the line, JJ. But I, I, I'm, I'm along with the Giants on this. I agree with you. They're, they're a better team and a better franchise every which way. I know I lost value on it, Raheem. I get that. I still like it at five and a half, dude. I really do. That's how rough a shape I think the Indianapolis Colts are going into these final two games. Yeah, I mean, when you look at <laughs> what the Colts are doing lately, it's, I mean, it's downright pathetic. Um, like I don't know how you can back this team. I mean, I think you know. I think this team has been outscored like 90 to three in fourth quarters. <laughs> so like, I just don't think you can back this coast team under any circumstances right now. Jeff Saturday is clearly in over his head. I mean, the only team they beat was the Las Vegas Raiders who have just been dominated in the second halves of games. So I, I think this is a prime giant spot. Um, the line is a little high, but I don't know if it ever can get too high against this coast team. I like that I'm getting a ringing endorsement from my guys. That's very encouraging. I'm very happy to hear that. Now, House, we got our two-team teaser. I got a couple of best bets. It seems like we like Buffalo, but what is catching your eye for Week 17 outside of that? I don't understand why Detroit is less than a touchdown at home against the Bears. Because as I look at the card, I look at the performance over the, the last several games, there's only one team that looks to me like they're preparing for next season. And that is, yeah, I, and, and, and I mean, we, we, for sure we could say the Colts, but the Colts defense is, is in it. It's the Bears. The Bears defense, they have four players uh, from their starting uh, 11 at the beginning of the season. Their offensive line and receiving core, injuries across the board. What I really like is Detroit coming home where Jared Goff has 20 touchdowns and three picks. Chicago has lost eight straight. They're watching the Texans go out and be competitive in these games against the AFC South. They're like, go ahead, Texans, go win these games and and put us in the position to get a a top two pick, maybe the the top overall pick. I just like uh, Detroit back inside the confines of, of Ford Field. And, you know, trying to, to they, they know what they're playing for. They know what's in front of them. It's a division game. I think they're going to handle their business. I like Detroit laying the points. I hated Detroit last week. I ended up betting Carolina. I do think this is a good spot for them. Normally, Raheem, I hate the idea of laying points in these division games. But after what I saw from Chicago defensively against Buffalo and after what I saw, you know, at the receiver position for that team, they're a mess. They're a mess every which way. And I do think you get the raw rod Dan Campbell getting his guys ready to go. House, I don't know if I'm willing to lay six. Like, I don't have that as one of my favorite plays. It's kind of a so-so type of spot. The Lions are winning the game. I think the Lions are a great teaser like this week. I really do, Raheem. They're not losing the Chicago Bears. I mean, the one thing I will say is that, you know, these two teams play earlier this year. And it was a game in which I actually had the Chicago Bears. And the Me Chicago too, if Bears, I'm not actually, mistaken. Me too. Yeah, the Chicago Bears actually... I think the Chicago Bears were laying two and a half, and it felt like Chicago actually dominated that game. Um, that game was, you know, about a month ago, actually, November 13th. Chicago dominated that game, and then, you know, they kind of melted down at the end with the Justin Fields pick six. And then, uh, I mean, he basically lost by a point on a, on a mixed extra point. So I think these are two... Con- as much as, you know, the Bears have traded some guys, I mean, he traded Roquan Smith, and he, I'm a little scared of this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's just divisional matchup, six points. I just, I think Justin Fields has shown us that he can kind of keep it within the number. So I'm staying away from this one. Stay away for Raheem on Lions Bears. I'll tease him, though, House. Uh, I'm more than willing to tease him if you find me the right opportunity. Maybe. We throw it with Miami and we throw it with Cleveland, but I kind of like that underdog tease, so I'm not going to mess with that underdog tease. Um, Raheem, week 17, 
What's catching your eye, buddy? I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers plus three. I'm going to also tease that up. This is a low total, 39 and a half. I'm going to tease that up from three to nine. I think the Panthers keep it within the, the teaser number at least. But I also like the Carolina Panthers to possibly win this game outright. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, has they've already beaten this team 21 to three already. Um, and if you ask me, when you look at what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, look at what they've done since over the last month. They've lost to the Cleveland Browns on the road, 23-17. They should have lost to the New Orleans Saints. They won that game 17-16. They got blown out by the 49ers. They got blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals. They struggled with the Arizona Cardinals. Who is this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team to be laying three to anybody at this point? Um, When you look at how Tom Brady is playing, he's just 19th in EPA for play. Like, so it's just like, this is not the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing. So, I mean, like, this guy's playing, like, as poorly as, you know, like, Derek Carr and, and, and Kenny Pickett and, 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 and Taylor Heineke. So, to me, I think the Carolina Panthers are absolutely live. There's no way in the world I can lay points with this Buccaneers team. I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the Panthers in every which way. Teasers, the spread, the money line. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it, Raheem. That was one of my honorable mentions for the week. House, that Tampa team, you want to talk about a team that actually has had good luck on their side? They've had good luck on their side because they've won three games, New Orleans, Arizona, and the Rams, that they really had no business winning. And we're not even entertaining the idea of Tampa being a team that could win a division this year. And if we're going to look at these two teams objectively and say, who's playing better football right now? It's not even close. It's the Carolina Panthers. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, what what they did last week uh, to Detroit, Detroit came to their house and then they just ran the ball right down Detroit's throat like that, that they know who they are and they know what their game plan is. They, they laid a dud against Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago, which kind of threw us off the scent a little bit. But I, I, that defense, the only thing is J.C. Horn's out. They just signed Josh Norman because J.C. Uh, Horn broke his wrist. Uh, and so I don't know what that means in terms of our, what, what <laughs> is Josh Norman. Josh Norman and J.C. Horn are on different planets altogether in terms of, of uh, competency. What, what is that Carolina defense? What kind of a blow is that to that defense, especially Brady at, at home? But, man, we, we've seen Tom Brady miss throws the whole season. They those three wins that you just described, they were aided and accomplished. They, they, those were criminal conspiracies by those teams and those head coaches to hand Tom Brady uh, uh, th- those W's. I'm fine with with uh, going with the, the Panthers in this situation. I think they're the right team to win that that conference. And you know, I, I think the 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 Buccaneers have it uh, in front of them. Yeah, and I, one thing I want to add is that my model actually makes this game a pick 'em. So I just I just think you know, we're they're getting points based off Tom Brady and the history of this team, but I don't think who this team like who these teams are today is not represented by the point spread. So I I just think this line should be a pick 'em if you ask me. Seems like a family play with the Carolina Panthers if you ask me. All right, before we say goodbye, do we owe a certain team in the Eastern Conference a little bit of an apology? I'm not quite there, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right, that's how we'll wrap it up. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! So, House, the Nets are on fire, dude. They don't lose. I watched them last night against Cleveland. Dominant with Durant. Dominant with Irving. Putting a bunch of dudes on the floor that get after it defensively. And you've seen the Nets all of a sudden win like 11 out of 13. They've won nine straight games. Are you ready to buy Brooklyn once again as a championship contender? Definitely not under no circumstances whatsoever would I would I go in that direction. They are the they have Kyrie Irving still on their team. And we haven't, you know, I, I'm rooting against this. I'm going to knock on wood so that everybody can hear it nice, nice and loud. I don't want Kevin Durant to get hurt, but Kevin Durant's going to get hurt because that's that's where he is at this stage of his career and his stage. Even if he doesn't, at some point, it will make sense for them absolutely to start resting him and giving him pronounced rest because 
this is the version of the team during the summer when we were having these conversations about what's going Durant wants out, you know, where what's the best landing spot for him. After going through kind of the the the, the conversation, I think there was unanimity amongst this crew. The best place for Kevin Durant is to stay right where he is. The Nets are pretty good. They have, you know, they added some pieces this season. They had pieces in place. I'm not apologizing for anything. And, you know, we're only a third of the way through the season. We've already had one Kyrie massive disruption. He's due for another. And at some point, we'll get that Durant injury as well. I wish we wouldn't. I hope we we don't. Um, but I want the Nets, this version of the Nets, to be firing on all cylinders come playoff time. You just can't invest in it. Raheem, any interest in this Brooklyn team right now? Or are you just going to say good regular season stretch, take it for what it is? No, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this Brooklyn Nets team, I, I think they're a buy-on candidate. When you look at what they've done over the last two weeks, first in offensive rating, scoring 130 points per 100 possessions. I mean, that's by far one of the best offenses in NBA history. And I know it's just you know the last two weeks, but I think when you have Kevin Durant, when you have Kyrie Irving, you have two closers, um, and then this team is actually playing some defense. I, I just think you know Vaughn is actually doing a great job with this team. They're a big away, and you got Ben Simmons playing the Draymond Green like role. You got guys coming off the bench. You got guys like Sumner. Well, I, I just I just think this this Nets team is really playing well. And one thing I will say is that you know we've spoken at length about the Bucks being there in the end but since they're 9 and 0 start they're just 13 and 11 with a minus 1.1 net rating according to cleaning the glass um shouts to my guy Krishna um um Narzu on, on Twitter you know he he kind of pointed that out and you know this Bucks offense is really struggling right now so I mean we were looking at the Bucks we were looking at the Celtics we were looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers those were the teams who were thought to be you know the prime candidates to be contenders in the East and you look at what the the Brooklyn Nets did last night and you know this Cleveland Cavaliers team they don't lose at home so for the Nets to go into Cleveland and, and beat them the way they did They've had some good wins. I mean, they've beaten the Bucs. I just think this this Nets team is solid right now. I, I just think when it comes down to it, there's not too many teams in this league who are going to be able to match point for point with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the end. And if they're playing some defense, I think they're right there. So um, I'm buying the Brooklyn Nets. How's selling Raheem buying? And I'm somewhere in the middle because I was with House for a good majority of this season. I do think ultimately the other shoe will drop. I don't think they're as good as Milwaukee. I don't think they're as good as Boston, but you got Durant Irving and they're right come playoff time, Raheem. That's dangerous, dude. That's I, I dangerous. Gotta, I, gotta, I, I gotta push back on the Milwaukee thing. So what are you Why? seeing? Because of, of Middleton? Um, I just think the offense is really struggling. They're generating a, a ton of threes, but to me, I think they're one ball creator short. And I just think with Middleton being so banged up, um, I, I, I just don't know what you're going to get from them. And then Giannis is kind of, I mean, Giannis is Giannis, but he's having a letdown season from what we, we've we seen from him in, you know, in recent memories. So I just don't know if this is the Bucks team that we've seen in years past. I mean, just to be honest with you, I'm just, I'm a little disappointed with them, you know, since their start. So, Remember, Dre, and then, I mean, they look, uh, you're right, and they should be buyers in the trade market. But remember, they got a guy coming. They, Joe Inglis is not that far off, and 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 that that, that guy fits what you're talking about in terms of. He's actually he's been in the lineup. He's no, been in the lineup lately. I, but I really coming, yes, no, but yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. back yeah, yeah. to form. Yeah, talking he's not about back the version to form. Of, no, right, right, right. Well, okay, yeah, he he's coming. You know what I mean? He's coming, <laughs> yeah. and so that's the version of of that offense that should be you know uh, fluid and flexible. Your inside outside game, and I do agree though. One more um, creator on on the wing would be great for that team. The team that we haven't mentioned that I think is absolutely right there with the top of the East is your Sixers dream. I think the Sixers, well. what we're seeing yeah. out, of, out of Harden, if he's motivated, even if he wants to go back to Houston, you can let him at ne- next season. Uh, if he's motivated and, and the assists are the thing, Maxie's right around the corner from coming back from his injury. I really like the way the Sixers have been looking. They basically took, you know, all of November and a portion of December off. They were like, oh, training camp, we'll just do it now. Um, they, they're starting to look right to me.
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a team that's fifth in offensive rating, 118 points per round of possessions, but the defense has really, really, really been solid. And I, I think that's the most impressive thing about them. Now, the one thing I want to see when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers is that how can they field a competent defense with both Maxi and Harden on the court? Um, I'm wondering, I mean, I really like the starting lineup with Melton in it. Um, I'm hearing some rumors that we could possibly see Maxi as a six man. I think that might be the ideal thing for this team. But as long as this team is scoring points, I think they're dangerous because, I mean, we speak about it all the time on the Philly Special Podcast. You guys can check that out, that this is a team that struggles in transition. But we all know that if you're scoring as efficiently as the Sixers are right now, it's very hard to score in transition. So I want to see what they do with Maxi and Harden just because, you know, we really haven't been healthy all year long. So I think that makes us scary. I think George Niang just hit another three against the Knicks on Christmas Day. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. My goodness. That was George Niang putting on a show. Uh, I remember, I, you know, it's always weird when you hear a guy from come out of nowhere because George Niang's the name I haven't heard in like a long, long time. Banging threes, killing your team. And I'm like, yeah, I remember him killing me in college. Now he's killing me in the pros. Only, only, only apropos, you know, only right on Christmas Day. Two, I got not one, but two lumps of coal in my stocking, if you think about it. I got the Dolphin disaster, and then I got the Knicks at high noon. Raheem, not the way I want to spend a Christmas day. I know no sympathy from Dream, the big Sixer guy, as I see his towel in the background. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, I had the Knicks first half in that game. Um, so I just kind of, I, I felt like the Knicks would come out, like, you know, on fire. But I just, at the end of the day, they got hit with a zone, and they had no idea what to do with it in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, just as a fan, I mean, I was, it was, I enjoyed the Sixers win, but I did want to see a little bit more of a competitive game down the stretch. I mean, it's Christmas, you just kind of want to enjoy some things. So, um it's too bad for the Knicks. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, a lot of sympathy like, there. A lot hey, of sympathy. What did Nick Mill say? There's there's levels to this. <laughs> yeah, the, seriously, there's levels to this. Look at what's happened in New York. Every single team is firing on all cylinders, buddy. Like you know, you you've got a wealth of riches. All you had on Christmas it's morning. Good, it's good for my podcast. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the scone I'm, was a little bit too hard. You didn't get lump of coal. You had a scone that was a little too too tough. You didn't <laughs> been in the oven a little too long. Otherwise, it's nothing but. You know, presents and, and buffet out yeah, there in New I'm York, New York. JJ, I'm, I'm too salty right now. My Dolphins went from eight and three from the penthouse to the outhouse in a couple of weeks, and that doesn't have the New York, New York tie, but it's it's breaking my heart. What can I say? It's breaking my heart. All right, boys, ton <laughs> of fun. Um, happy New Year to the two of you. We will be back, kicking off 2023 with the final week of the regular season. House, isn't that crazy, man? Final I'm week excited. of the season. I'm, I'm just so excited. It's it's going to be great. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, happy New Year. But, but, but before we go, Toronto Raptors, Los Angeles Ooh. Clippers, under 219. That's dream. Give it one out for tonight. I would have been all over the Jalen Brunson revenge spot for the Knicks. I don't even know if he's going to play Tuesday night against Dallas. So uh, stay away. Go with dream. What do we got? Toronto and who under? Toronto and the Clippers, under 219. I'm going to blindly lie. Clippers I mean, are an under team. Hit it. Hit it. Clippers are an under team. I need some action on a Tuesday night. All right, boys. Happy New Year. Great job by the War Gone Warrior. We're back next week. Week 18, conference play, bowl games. I mean, it's a great time of the year. Got to love it. Boys are out. Be good, everybody.